It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. It's that time of the week. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends, Will, Darren, Kristen, and producer Matt. And guys, it is a happy half hour indeed with the Panthers coming off of that big win in Arizona over the previously 8-1 and Cardinals. With Cam Newton back in the in the mix for Carolina. I mean, we talked about the immediate reaction last week, of course. We waited to podcast until um, the dust had settled just a little bit. But now we've seen him in his first game action back with the Panthers. And people can't see this because this is a podcast and not on video. But Will and I are both sitting here recording this podcast while wearing large fat hats with feathers in them. So that's you called see fedoras. theater of the mind. And you just spoke um, at the same time into the same mic, weirdly. I don't know why you guys are doing that now. All I have to say is why y'all made fun of me at the top of Kidding. last week's podcast for saying, Cam! Yeah. And then over the weekend, I heard Jonathan Vilma, Nate Burleson, and Michael Strahan all do the exact same thing on national television as if it wasn't a thing. Y'all made fun of me. It's a thing. You're a trendsetter. Still weird when you do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But that's the energy the dude brings. And it was evident on Sunday. I mean, it was, you know, as Matt Rule said, man takes his first two touches for touchdowns. That's like a movie. It's not a real thing that happens in the world. It's just this cinematic quality. And Will talked about last week, like we were watching the movie of this man's life unfold. Well, this was another chapter in it, that game the other day. And and people were freaking out. I mean, look at Christian McCaffrey, who's normally the most poised, composed person in the world. And he was just over there losing it, not really knowing what he was doing with his arms and legs. And that's the effect. If Yes, if you go onto the Panthers' Twitter, you'll see uh, Darren tried to do it but again theater of the mind um no one can see it he does this weird kind of like floppy hand dance well isn't it the Bernie like that's how I think it's the Bernie but he just did it poorly and so he was just like I don't know what I was doing it looked like the Bernie to me one thing that because I was on the sideline for the game and I don't know if this was captured on the tv broadcast imagine it was I want to say maybe it was the first touchdown that or they remember when they thought Christian scored, right? Yeah. And he was out of bounds with the yep, two. Yep, yep. He, Cam Newton came off the bench, and Christian leaped into his arms as if it were like a not quite the dirty dancing, but it was like a it was like a like an ice dancing lift. It was great to see. But then, of course, you know, it's, celebration doesn't quite work when yeah. it, when when you don't score. But in the in the heat of the moment, everyone thought he had you know gotten in, and um, it was before the they looked at the play. Uh, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that happened at one point in the game, and I think it was that that first run of Christians where they thought he got into into score. There's a great picture of them from the Atlanta game in 2017, where they both like had their arms out like this, kind of like on the front of the Titanic, and then they just like leapt up onto <laughs> like 10 feet in the air, and it's this this fantastic frame of like the background of the stadium of like the two of them. Like screaming, just like it's incredible. I'm picturing that uh, LeBron Dwayne Wade picture. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, where yeah. they both have their arms out. It's a great, we've referenced like seven visual things in right. the first the, three right. minutes. You that need no to watch the video is, of this yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. 
And again, it, when we'll have you, Darren demonstrate all of these moves exactly. as a companion piece when we release the we'll podcast. It, we'll illustrate it. There'll be drawings <laughs> and stuff. Stick figures, maybe. Uh, but that's the, I mean, I say this all the time, that's the effect this man has on people, a team. And they talked about it. And, and Matt Rule is very big into the football now. We're past the impact. But he was like... You know, all that stuff's cool. The fun is good. The excitement is great. You like being in that kind of atmosphere as long as he's doing the work, as long as he's getting the stuff done on the field. And <laughs> two touches, two touchdowns last week, he's getting it done on the field. And now there are new challenges with getting him, you know, up to speed and actually learning what the Panthers do offensively and stuff like that. But right now we're just, I mean, we are truly in the middle of a hurricane of a moment and it's just but in a but in a good way right i mean there's just so much stuff going on you just kind of try to latch on to one thing and um i mean it really it defies description sometimes you know matt used the phrase force of nature yesterday talking about cam but that's seriously what he is he's a rock star he's a, a weather event he's a force of nature that's it sounds overdone it sounds corny and cliche and they all happen to be true I agree. I really liked what what Matt Rule said yesterday. So we heard him say it in the press conference, and then I asked him about it later as I was doing an interview for our TV show where he said, yes, you know, Darren, you were just talking about the energy. Yes, he brings the energy, and that's the big storyline, and that's what everyone's talking about. But really it kind of diminishes the other stuff that we're seeing him do if you're just talking about the energy he brings. What he did when he was in the game, as as you said, Darren, the stuff he's doing behind the scenes, the, mm-hmm. the type of worker that he is, like, yes, the energy is there and it's important but you know as I mean this is football speak but it's not like they brought him in to compete and to win and so if you just talk about the energy that he brings um, which he does you're also not acknowledging the work that he's putting in the the you know way he's taking care of his body the the person that he's trying the leader that he's trying to be for his team and one thing I saw on the sidelines so of course he was very limited um, in his contributions because he had been there for what a day and a half um, so they had a few things planned for him we saw him in some short yardage situations but like during the time that he was not on the field he was using it to try to coach up the other players like I saw him put his arm around Derek Brown before the defense went out for the first series I you know we saw him gather the offense I think everyone uh, saw that but I was right behind the bench for that and at one point he was talking to Christian and then talking to Taylor Moten in the offensive line showing them like a showing them something he had seen from a Cardinals defender just to make sure. And now that that is stuff that that all the players on the Panthers are very good about doing. But I mean, he was really trying to make the most and contribute the most he could when he was not out there on the field too. Let's face it, a lot of guys that he doesn't know well quite yet. I mean, that's a that's an interesting situation to come in and everything's kind of way different two years later. And, you know, I'm some of them, I'm sure he, they haven't been properly introduced or he hasn't gotten to meet all of them, but he was really making the most of, of every moment. At least that's what I saw. Yeah, and there are a lot more people on this roster who don't know him than who know him. Well, they know, no, they know of him, right. no they, doubt about it, they but know, personally. Yeah, they, and I keep thinking, everything just keeps getting ratcheted up over the course of the year. Remember when they brought in Stephon Gilmore and Phil Snow was talking about introducing him to somebody and said, it's Stephon Gilmore, everybody knows. Well, Cam's on a different level. Literally yeah. <laughs> everybody in the entire world knows who Cam Newton is. Uh, but what is it, 13, 14? I think it's 14. 14 guys on this roster who have ever been around him 
you know, and obviously that's a small percentage. So he these guys are getting a crash course in Cam as much as he's getting a crash course in Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady's game plan offense. Yeah. And we're getting a little bit of a crash course too. I, I mean, I and I don't want to overplay this kind of storyline of all this, but it does feel like it, it's it's Cam 2.0 to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like there there's a different you know, Cam has talked about the perspective he he took this fall when he talked last Friday. You mm-hmm. know, in that really long press conference of you know what it was like. You know, he was eating cereal last week. You know, Darren is still, still has a lot of work to, to figure out, out what cereal, what kind of cereal. Right, I will find out. Oh yes, I will. <laughs> but you know that that he's had this perspective of what it's like when you have to be at home. You don't have coaches. You don't have anyone else. You're in charge of your life. You have to structure it. You have to put in the work to to organize and be on top of the things that are important and to prioritize yourself rather than have other people prioritize for you. And he was talking about like how much that's helped him and how much that's helped him grow. And I I think, you know, coming back, there's both an appreciation for, you know, hey, I'm playing football Mm -hmm. and but also a, you know, an understanding of what it kind of can take. I mean, obviously, he took some stuff from Bill Belichick and that time in New England. But I I do think there's a different there's a different level of focus and there's a different I mean, I think DJ and CMC and all those guys would be like they don't want to overstate it publicly. But I think they would probably say it's a little bit of a different cam. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and how would there not be? I mean, he went from here where, you know, listen, for lack of a better word, Cam was able to do whatever he want whenever he wanted when he was playing for the Carolina Panthers. There were no breaks on Cam Newton. Uh, he goes to New England where it's all break, no gas. Everything is prescribed. Everything is controlled. Fun is not on the menu. You know, whether you enjoy your life in New England is of no concern whatsoever to Bill <laughs> Belichick. And then he's unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the idea that he's changed, well, yeah, how would he not be changed? That's a great point. Any of us who have ever been in situations where there was some degree of comfort, then there's a change, then there's unemployment. It's like, yeah, it kind of forces you to refocus on on certain things. And and that's kind of what he's walking in here as now. And, you know, again, it's— it's hard to tell, and we're caught up in the moment right now, and everybody wonders, what's it going to look like next What's it going to look like next week? I don't know. I, I don't have any idea how this is going to work. Well, there work, goes my next it, question. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. What are we going to talk about yeah. now? I thought you were going to tell us exactly how it's going to go. Yeah, I wish I knew. <laughs> he wishes he knew. Of course. I think everybody does. But I think, you know, right now this is a crash course in being present. You know, I'll steal a Ron Rivera phrase, be where your feet are. And that's kind of... That's kind of where we are right now. I don't think it's helpful, really, to think about, oh, is this going to work in 22? Is this going to work this week? And what's it going to look like this week? I agree. So so short of asking you, Darren, um, which I don't know how you don't know how it's all going to work out <laughs> this week, but short of asking you that, what does it look like in terms of getting a guy ready who – now, Matt Rule has said that they are giving Cam the majority of the reps in practice this mm. week with the hope that he is able to go as the starter. That's, that's I believe, the official line, right? So I just want to make sure I get that out there, right? Yeah. So what does it look like this week? A guy gets here last Thursday, incredibly – you know, just physically commanding and talented. You know, you could just, you know, he can get the ball and and run it for for as long as he can make it, and that's a great play, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, it's always going to go well. But 
what does it look like to try to get someone ready with the hopes that they will start for this next game? Well, Kristen Balboni, I'm glad you asked because there's a story coming up later this week there on Panthers.com about that very topic. Love the tease. Um, and I have talked to people inside the building and outside the building about what uh, that entails. People like Vinny Testaverde and Jake DeLome and quarterbacks who've been in this situation before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look forward to getting that one out there in front of the people. But, you know, in the... The short answer to that is a lot of time. I mean, Monday was the day you come off a a late game on the West Coast. You fly back east. Everybody's kind of zombified on Monday. We got back. So I was on the team plane for that game. We got back at um, 1.30-ish. Yeah, but but you're actually at your house at 2, I would say. You know, you might land at 1.30, but you're at your house at at 2 o'clock in the morning. And and we were flying commercial and got back at 5.30 a.m., you know, and in the bed at 6.30. Um. So it Monday's a tough day. Rule brings them in, still puts them through meetings, doing all the recovery stuff that they normally do. But most of the players were gone by mid-afternoon because yeah. he knows it's been a long night. Everybody's tired. Nobody slept well last night. Um, and they were going out. I had somebody tell me that at 7 o'clock on Monday night, Cam was going upstairs to go meet with Joe and Sean. Mm. And Joe Brady, Sean Ryan, uh, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. And so Cam was going in to put in late nights. I mean, and that's what you do when you're trying to get caught up. It's It's the time you have to spend. But I think it's kind of a good illustration of the way the guy's approaching it. I mean, if Cam was just looking to roll in here, be Cam Newton, and do his one particular thing that he's great at, that would be fine. But, I mean, to be putting in a late night on that night Mm-hmm. says something because of course you're tired everybody's tired mm-hmm. you know i walked in monday night and kind of flopped at the <laughs> end of the day i mean it was just you know there's it's hard to concentrate when you're that tired but that's the time he's putting into it he's taking it seriously there's no question about that just for fun okay just for fun let's go around the horn style will loves to do this <laughs> go around the horn style and talk about because I do want to talk about what we think next week is or next Sunday is going to look like against Washington to end things but before we get ahead of ourselves one non-cam related storyline or stat Will that you find really intriguing or that you think has contributed to to the way this team is playing because of course what 90% of all the stories and and focus is going to be on cam and has been on cam and and rightfully so considering his legacy but under the radar there's there were some really great things going on especially in that last Arizona game yeah and 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 I can't put this in numbers the way we'll be able to put it into numbers but Shaq Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, is playing the very best football of his entire life. Uh, He has never looked this good. He's found kind of a spiritual home. I do not know that the man is 100% physically where he could be uh, because he had that foot injury down in Dallas. He's working his way back, and and there's a little bit of management uh, when you have something like that. But this man is exactly what that defense needs. They've invested a lot of resources in linemen through last year's draft and free agency. They've invested a lot of resources in corners, but without that guy in the middle, and y'all have heard me talk about the Carolina Panthers have always had that guy. They've had Sam Mills. They've had Dan Morgan, John Beeson, Luke Keekley, et cetera. There's always been that guy in the middle. Shaq is becoming one of those guys. I mean, he is entering kind of rare territory, and he's able to set the tone for an entire defense. I mean, kind of the the spirit the offense draws from Cam 
Newton. It's not like that because nobody's like Cam Newton. But Shaq has that effect. And when he was out, there was a little bit of a lull. Mm -hmm. But now that he's back, there's a different tone on that defense, and they feel like they can stop anybody. I asked him yesterday. He and I were just chatting in the building, and I said, okay, serious question. How are you playing so fast? Yeah. He gained weight in yep. the offseason. Like you said, he's been through his foot injury, and he is playing so fast. Well, I know you have that the, the stat about what the quickest sack. It was the fastest sack in the last three years on Sunday. So- so I, he was in like, the NFL. and of course, Shaq being Shaq, he was like, oh, I'm not really that fat. Like, oh, no. And Stanley Thomas Oliver was in front of us, and he turned around, and he was like, you are so fast, bro. <laughs> you're so fast. <laughs> and Shaq was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, you're so fast. It was great. Um, I, He's playing. I mean, as you said, he's playing uh, his best football, and, you know, it takes a little bit to get it out of him, but he'll say it, you know, and, and his coach has said it. You know, I've talked to Thomas Davis several times. He said it, and so I've, I asked him. I said, look, these people are saying you're playing your best football. Do you, do you feel like you are? And he's like, yeah, you know, I think I do. But, of course, he's in his shack way very mm. humble about being as fast as he is and playing as well as he is. But it's 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 great to see. It's great to see him him live up to that. I mean, it, like you said, big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Over the last three weeks, Shaq is one of two NFL players with at least 25 tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, one interception, one QB hit, and one pass deflection. Okay. Who do you see the other one? Uh, Kendricks, Eric Kendricks, gotcha. Minnesota. That's an, that's an incredible. Also very good at football. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and obviously more and more and more. But, yeah, I mean, just the he had just another game where he did a little bit of everything that one can do yeah. on defense. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah. He is everywhere. All right, well, was that your stat of the week, or do you no, have another I've, observation? I mean, I, he has got, many, many I've, stats. Whatever. Right. I mean, it, I'm just at like a dial-up machine, you know, just All put, right, a, put a quarter in me. All right, one non-Shaq, non-Cam-related stat storyline uh christian mccaffrey has averaged 126.2 scrimmage yards this year second best in the nfl he needs just 45 yards this is for you for the sideline okay he needs 45 receiving yards on sunday to be in the 3000 3000 club wow he will be the fastest player in nfl history to get there just text me that when you get a chance i was gonna try to write it down that's a great note i'm gonna sound so smart on the radio broadcast i literally just have just I'm going to give you a link. Just read down this this page. Absolutely. And just keep refreshing it to give me more clicks. Okay. You yeah. got it. I can do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he looks great. Right. As well. And uh, and as you guys, and as we said earlier, just that last game, he just seemed so excited. He was mm-hmm. like flopping his hands around, I mean, the, as Darren will demonstrate later. The, the, the stat that people had that it was it, the average yards before initial contact was like seven. I mean, he was into the linebackers and safeties yeah. before anyone got a hand on him almost every play. Well, and that's another thing, too, and it's another layer. I mean, Christian McCaffrey already makes you a dangerous rushing team. Dropping Cam Newton into the middle of it just adds another layer that people have to prepare for and I think it's interesting that they've had like they've had little speed option plays you saw PJ Walker run it down in Atlanta right before the almost interception in Atlanta but you know they've got some of that in the playbook so the idea that when you go to the goal line it's not just quarterback power you might be mm-hmm. running option with Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and if you're a defensive coordinator or a linebacker and you see that and you think that might be coming it's like what do you do what I mean, it's almost helpless. It's like, okay, I'm kind of jammed up here either way. Yep. Um. So play hard, boys. Yeah, I'll try my best. And, and, and before we get back to the the cam story stuff, it, like Darren, explain to me how you take all your starters out of the offensive line and then just shuffle that everyone around. Like, yeah. Will, and then... will you, no one asked me for my non cam related storyline, <laughs> oh, and it was going to be that. Dang it. 
Sorry, Kristen. Kristen, well, then, ask yes. the question. Well, I was just going to say, as far as you know, the storylines that have gone under yes, the radar because right? of this Cam news is the fact that it's what was the seventh configuration of a starting lineup for this offensive line um, in ten games, and they lost. Two starters last week, in addition to the other losses that they have had throughout the season, which is why they've shuffled so much for the most part, including their center and um, and, and left tackle. And they go in and and play a really really clean game. And they have had they have had games where they have not looked great. There's no there's mm-hmm. that's the truth, right? They've had games that they wish they could go back to, but they've had some of these games like this where you're like, how is this gonna work just based on depth? and um, who they have available and and losing guys unexpectedly, stalwarts on this line, like Matt Paradis, and they go out and play a a great game. Right. One sack in the last three games Mm -hmm. and and two zeros in there. I mean, and that's – I mean, it's kind of unheard of. Now, it pairs up with the fact that they're running a lot more and a lot more effectively. I mean, if you go back to Atlanta before Christian, you know, 40 – what it was? 46. 46 for 203. And then last week was 37 for 166, I think, off the top of my head. How'd I do, Will? That's pretty good. All right, thanks. Um, You know, those things are combined. When you're running a lot, it's a lot less opportunities for pass rush on the other side. And you're ahead. So, I mean, it's yeah. it helps in that regard. And when you're able to call plays that way. So, um, but all that being said, they're playing a lot better. Michael Jordan and Trent Scott – are a bigger pair of guards, and they've added some physicality. We'll see. Johnny Miller came back off IR. He practiced yesterday, but I think he's still you know, a week or so away from getting back into the lineup maybe. But Trent Scott's filled in pretty impressively well. He played some left tackle for him last year, never really played that much guard. He had to finish a game at guard last year against the Saints, I think it was. But practically no experience playing inside, and all of a sudden he's played right guard for the last three weeks, and it's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So um, they've got a little more beef in the middle. They've, they're a little more stout. Pat Elfline, while he's replacing a starter in Matt Paradis, who I think has always taken a lot more crap than he deserved. Matt Paradis is smart. He's a different kind of center. He's more like Ryan Khalil in that he's he's more mobile and and smart rather than big and brawny. But, you know, Elfline's come in and replaced him pretty well, and that's an important position because the center calls out all the protections. Mm-hmm. You know, quarterbacks in this offense aren't going to the line and, and making those kind of calls. That's handled by the center, so that's a, a super important job. So having somebody like Elfline who's done it in the NFL and has a little bit of gravity helps out. But but also he was on IR for yeah. most yeah. of that, you know, so it's right. not like yeah. he was he's he's was the backup center, but right. it's not like he had the benefit of – a, a lot of practice. He's rolling to, and cold yeah. And, you know, and, and Sam Tecklenburg did a solid job yeah. for a backup and a guy who was initially kind of envisioned as maybe a practice squad guy or something like that. But he had to step in and play a good bit and he played okay. So they have, it's not an ideal situation, but those cats have made the most of it over the last three weeks. Absolutely. And I would just say some honorable mentions for non cam related storylines. I mean, 
Hassan Reddick continues oh, to yeah. be great. Yeah. Dante the way. Jackson, oh, P.J. Walker. I mean, yeah. the, the reason that Cam was able to come in and score those touchdowns is because yeah. P.J. and the defense, the defense got them in, in great field position, and P.J. took them down the field. And Zane Gonzalez has Zane forgotten Gonzalez, how to be a Edwards. player of the week for the second straight time. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up soon, but before we do, I just want to ask you guys, we're going to forego the weird question of the week and, and talk about this Sunday's game. What do you expect Bank of America Stadium to be like on Sunday? Because you both have been, you've both had the benefit of of the excitement that Cam brings to the home field. I have not seen it. I mean, I've I've seen it in person as a fan, but I haven't I haven't worked here when it happens. So I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think it's going to be were, like? There were people. There's a lot of people that are new to this organization that have started in the last two years that work in various rooms and buildings that I'm a part of. And I've heard some of the younger ones say they are worried of how much the thing is going to shake that, like, it might fall down. The stadium? Yeah. I have a baby on the way. I just want to make sure that we're all good. I I didn't mean it in that way, but it is going to shake. I don't think it's a— Well, I've heard that it, you know, I I know that it, yeah. The building is structurally sound, everyone. But it does. In some of the biggest games, it has (laughs) shook. You can feel it. Yes. You can feel the upper deck. You can feel—I mean, it's going to have that effect. Yeah. And the first answer is full. Yes. For one thing. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of unused seats this weekend just based on just based on walking around in the community and people wanting tickets and stuff like that and wondering how to get tickets and I mean there is demand. The, the crowd at Arizona was was mm-hmm. full of Panthers fans. Right. And you know, I think a lot of people a lot of people just want to be a part of the show. I mean, we talk about it a lot around here and and he is kind of the show everybody wants to see. So everybody wants to get in here this weekend. But it's going to be – you want to be here for pregame introductions because – 11.30, doors open. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. when that man comes through that tunnel and there's smoke and there's all the stuff and the fanfare and all that, it's like, what's he going to do? What's it going to be like? And you want to see it. You are smiling so big right now, Dan. I mean, I, it's I just, just – I, you've heard me talk about music and concerts, and my answer yeah. is always go see the show. There's not going to be a bigger show yeah. in this city mm-hmm. this weekend than Cam Newton well, against because, Washington. Because, as you said, Cam is the show, but it's also it's not just Cam. It's Cam being back with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And Cam being back with the Panthers against Washington yeah. with Ron Rivera and Marty Herney and the entire coaching staff and half the roster. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll break it all down for you next week after after we see what it's like on Sunday. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you on the next Happy Half Hour podcast.